Welcome to the Soul Center Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Master Healer Ariella Halevi and Rabbi Dr. Baruch Halevi, Rabbi B, your healer and guide on the journey of life. In this podcast, we will explore all things spirituality, meaning, and healing, from Kabbalah and the healing of your soul to shamanic energy work and the healing of your past, from ancient wisdom traditions to guide your spirit to modern tools to live your life. The Soul Center Podcast will empower you on your journey to heal yourself, discover your soul purpose, and live a soul-centered life. And now, on to the podcast. Hi, this is Ariella Halevi, Master Healer and co-founder of Soul Centered. And hi, this is Kristen Lynch, Soul Guide and Intuitive Business Mentor and the founder of Goddess Brand Co. and Goddess Talk Podcast. And we are here doing a joint interview today. Right. So we are trying something new. And Kristen and I came together um, just to really to collaborate and to see if we could take two podcasts and make them into one. And so that way our listeners, all of you can get an idea of not only how we work, but how, how really, I mean, I think amazingly we can collaborate and maybe this is just like a new thing that we're going to create so that we can work smarter and not harder. Yeah, we've never seen anyone do a joint interview like this before. Normally in a collaboration, there's one interview on one podcast and one interview on the other podcast, but we thought this would be a beautiful way for us both to be able to share our work, but also find the areas that our work overlaps so we can have a really meaningful conversation. And we've kind of outlined some topics that feel really alive for us and that are present in the work that each of us are doing. And we're going to bring that to you and see what unfolds from there. Great. So um, Kristen, why don't you um, tell my listeners who you are a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'd love to. So as I said, I'm a soul guide and intuitive business mentor. And I really support women in remembering their divine nature and reclaiming their power so they can experience true soul alignment and live a life that is wildly fulfilling, I like to say, on all levels. So we look at belief systems that are running. We look at the level of consciousness that we're operating from. And we look at the ways of being and the ways of doing and the ways of showing up that might be keeping people bound to a limited reality so that we can move into a whole new paradigm that is really in resonance with what is ultimately true for us on a soul level and have an experience where everything gets to thrive and we really do get to have it all. We get to experience the freedom that we're desiring and also the purpose and the love and the prosperity and the vitality. And we no longer have to make trade-offs that are created from lack and limitation. 
So that's really the first part of my work. And also for those who are called to leadership or deeper service, I also um, work with entrepreneurs in awakening to their gifts and stepping even more fully into their purpose and their power, coming into their voice and their expression and their message so they can start a business that is really here to contribute to collective ascension and liberation. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So thanks for sharing. Um, and I'm a master healer. I specialize in intuitive healing and Kabbalah healing, energy medicine and ancestral healing. I also do mediumship and basically I, I mostly empower women, especially through learning the language of their heart. And we do this by healing our deepest wounds and ultimately living the magic of our souls. And so I believe deeply in getting to the root of what hurts, because if we're just dealing with the, um, the upper layer, you know, we don't only just look at the, at your life as it is right now, we go deep into the roots and it's just like a flower bed. I always think of my work as a gardener almost because if you, if you tend to the weeds of the flower bed, you can pull from, you pull the weeds out. Those are the beliefs, the traumas, the wounds, the ancestral healing that needs to be done. And, and then the flowers grow and they blossom and you can see and smell them and enjoy them so much more. So it's the same thing with us in our, in our bodies, in our spirits. We have, we have a soul contract to come here to deeply dive into what the lessons are. And part of that is learning the language of our hearts and healing those wounds. So by connecting to our ancestors and accessing, accessing our guides and healing the relationship with not only our ancestors, but also our living loved ones and our deceased loved ones. I am a firm believer because I've seen it in so many of my clients, but also in my own life. I believe fully that you can heal your body, you can heal your past, you can release your karmic energy, and you can truly live an authentic, inspired, and beautiful life. And we, you know, our, our sessions are so different. Everybody is different. And so I come to each session with what I call my spiritual toolbox. And, and I dive in with you as a partner, as we journey down into this almost shamanic energy field, um, mm -hmm. to discover the language of your heart. So I offer, um, individual sessions and groups. And once a month I do a complimentary healing circle on zoom. Um, so for all those, those that want to participate. So that's a little bit about me. And maybe we'll just jump into our topic today. Yeah. And I just want to say to me, even just listening to us introduce ourselves, there's a total parallel in the, in this purification of whether it's wounding or trauma or old programming so that we can really get to the, the truth at a soul level and experience that through, through our, our human, through our time in this human existence. Uh, and so one of the things that felt like it was really relevant to both of our work and really relevant to this time that we're in is the, 
collective death and rebirth and how that is really this purification process of all that either was never true or is no longer true. So -hmm. we can step into something higher and how we can really rise with uh, the rise of energy that's happening across the planet right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, for so many of us, I feel like we're living in two, two different worlds in some ways. And I mean, you could call it the 3d world versus the 5d world, 3d being what you see is here and now, and 5d being that there is greater light and there's an opportunity for higher consciousness. That's kind of the rising of the world right now. So on one hand, you have a world as we know it, that is radically different. We are not living how we were two years ago. And in some ways that is devastating for a lot of people and for a lot of other people, there's this rise of spirituality. There's a rise of kind of, like you said, Kristen, there's this death rebirth cycle that's happening and in it, there's an opportunity for great transformation. I know even though I was um, tapping into the energy of even even this month of November, and there's this huge opportunity to heal the body on a faster level than we ever have before. So as we tap into not just, and I think there's this thing happening with us. It's like, we feel the fear and that's the regular, that's kind of 3d world. We feel the fear, but we're also feeling this activation and mm-hmm. rising. And so it's, mm-hmm. I sometimes feel um, almost like I'm, I don't know which world to live in. I mean, I'd prefer of course, to live in this 5d world where I'm feeling all these activations and this rising energy, but what's happening in this death rebirth cycle is that we still have to go down under mm-hmm. and we have to tend to that, the roots and the traumas and the wounds that we came here to learn from. And so we've, we're kind of holding both right now. Do you ever feel that way? Oh my gosh, completely. And I, I feel on the one hand, I think we have to hold both because we have to sort of know where we're going to be willing to pause with the discomfort. We have to kind of have this, okay, I'm willing to be here knowing that there's this really big expansion available to me on the other side. And I also think it can be really easy to just want to jump into the expansion and not actually sit with the death and the grief, not actually look at all the things that are wanting to be fully processed so that they can be let go and released and more can come in. I think being the word that keeps coming up for me is illumination. So I think so much is coming up to be looked at and it can be very confronting because we're seeing all aspects of ourselves. We're seeing the aspects that really aren't quite working that um, are maybe a little bit outdated that are creating conflict in our life, some of the denser aspects of self. And then we're also seeing the potential and it can be really difficult to sit between the two because we can feel um, far away from the potential. We can feel like there's still a a lot that needs to happen for us to get there. And we can also, it can also be uncomfortable to get honest about all the things that haven't been working that we still wanna hold on to, that we still um, feel afraid to fully let go of. So I actually saw this, quote on Instagram today. And it said, is, is this expanding you or is it expiring? And I think that's a really beautiful question that we can all be asking ourselves right now, as we're 
as we're slowing down and we're looking at all the, the aspects of ourselves and our lives, we can sort of look at each one and ask ourselves, is this still expanding me? Because often something once was expanding us and it just no longer is. And we have to get really honest about that. Or is it now expiring and it's time to move on and step into something beyond this? I love that. I love that idea. And when you said illumination, I immediately saw almost like a flashlight illuminating our, our being and our bodies and our energy. And so the word illuminate is such a beautiful word because it lights things up, mm-hmm. but, or, and the, <laughs> the challenge of the challenge of lighting things up is exactly what you said. Like, so what's expiring, what's expired, what no longer works for me and what is illuminating, what is flowing through me and how do I want to move with that in that current? And I'm finding in my own life and in with the clients that I work with, that when you f- illuminate all of those beautiful things, you're also going through a grief process yes. because it's, it's like a, it's like, you know, right now outside, I live in Denver, Colorado, and it just turned cold and the leaves all fell. Like, I don't think there's any leaves. Le- I mean, there's some, but in our backyard, there's no leaves left. And I look outside and I just feel this sadness because I know it's coming because the cold is here. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, also this, this invitation to really shine the light on the darker recesses of our bodies and our spirits. It's the same thing that's going on outside in the world. And it's not easy. And what I'm, what I'm seeing again, both personally and professionally is that we are being called to look at the ways in which we were conditioned, whether it's through the world or families or just people around us or our own beliefs, um, ancestrally, um, and past life beliefs that we, we brought into this world, we're being called to shine a light on it and say to ourselves, is this really working now? I think we've done that before, but this feels like a different moment in time because the energy is moving so fast that we may feel a little ungrounded. We can talk about that, but Mm -hmm. right now we, I mean, right now we're really being called to say, it's as if spirit is saying like, no, for real. (laughs) Now I'm serious. Is this working? Because if it's not working, we need to let go of this and think about when you pull the roots out from somewhere, you don't always get all those roots. And if they, if you don't get all the roots, they start growing back, Mm -hmm. right? Those weeds start growing back. And to get every single root out, it, it takes some time. And I think right now more than, more than ever, we need to be gentle and nourish ourselves and our bodies because our bodies don't really know where to go with all of this. Um, so it is a time of illuminating that darker stuff and being super patient and super gentle on, on the flip side, you know, to see mm-hmm. what's coming. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of this. And I do feel it's very important to be really gentle because there's a lot of intensity here and there's a little bit of, of this, you know, masculine discipline that's, that's required as well during this time. I feel in, in finding the willingness to stay and to continue to look, even when it's not pretty or it's not easy to look, or it brings up 
shame or fear or grief or pain or whatever it is. I think Mm -hmm. having that balance of being gentle, but also committed and devoted to staying in this process. And I want to say too, I'm really glad that you brought up um, grief because I also, as we're looking at what's, what's not, what we can no longer take with us. I, I want to say too, that it's not always going to be really obvious and I'll share personally, or in in other words, it's not necessarily going to be something that is bad all around or that we don't like, or that we don't love anymore. I'll share personally that in my life, one of the big deaths that I have been moving through for multiple months now is the death of a, of a long-term relationship with someone that I thought would, we would, we both thought we would be together for, for this whole lifetime. We thought we were doing it all the way. We thought, you know, this is, this is it for us. And Mm -hmm. even at the time that that relationship started to dissolve, the love never left. And still to this day, the love hasn't left. It's been a beautiful relationship the whole time. We've loved each other the whole time. It's, it's worked in so many ways the whole time. It was nurturing. It was, it was thriving. It contributed to both of us in so many ways. And even though we wanted that to continue being true, even though it felt like that should continue being true, when we really got honest about what actually is true in this moment, we realized that it was time for that relationship to be released, even though it's not bad or it, it wasn't um, like toxic. It wasn't necessarily obvious on, a, on the surface, but we had to go a little bit deeper and realize that there's something more that's wanting to come in for both of us. And we sort of need to let this go. So I just want to say that too, for anyone listening, it may be several layers on the, the truth may be several layers under the surface, whether this is in a relationship or a job that you're in or where you're living in the world, or even more subtly, just like how you are showing up day to day, how you be, um, what rules or ideas or beliefs you're buying into, whatever it is. Um, it might be a little bit deeper than, than we're used to looking to really discover what's true. Absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing your personal story. And I think it is very helpful to know that, you know, both of us are not just speaking about it. We've lived it. We live through it. We live through these, these losses, these awakenings, just like everybody else. And, you know, it brings me to this idea of what you just said. It's, when you go through this rebirth and this, this death slash rebirth period, um, it's, it's almost a shamanistic idea, um, Mm. a journey. And really what it is, is that all of these awakenings and these rebirths and this grief and this death and this loss and all of this is this idea that when we, all of our issues right now, they reflect some sort of wounding from long ago. Now, this could be a past life. This is definitely ancestral, but some of it is just from this past life, this, this life when you were younger that you may have just stored, and it may not be a massive trauma. I had a client that um, was yelled at in fourth grade by her teacher. And from then on, she had decided it was not worth it and too scary and vulnerable to speak her truth. And so what we find in shamanism is that, um, there's a process called soul retrieval because 
particle particles of our souls are trapped in those traumas, big or small, those woundings that have happened over our lifetime. You know, as we get older, we have many of them. That's just life. And pieces of us stay in that place. And so what I think is really important at this juncture right now where we are is to, and you know, you can do this with someone like myself or, um, but you can also do this on your, on your own and just kind of traveling back. I usually bring a spirit animal with me for protection and guidance, and you can invite your divine team and your angels and your guides and really go back to those moments in time where you got stuck. And soul retrieval is really going in and talking to that younger you, whether it's 20 years ago, 40 or two days ago, talking to that younger you that has been wounded and doesn't want to leave because she's too scared. And so I think about, you know, kind of what you're going through, Kristen, and, and that would be an opportunity for you as well. And for all of us to really think, you know, even though I'm going through X, Y, and Z right now, where did I get stuck in my past, in, in my, my past that feels like I can't, I'm not moving forward and then retrieving her. It's that little girl retrieving her and inviting her into a conversation and inviting her into your body to be in a safe space. I'm so glad that you said this. And I, I feel that even as we talk about coming into the expansion, I think this is relevant as well. Like when we think about, so when we think about healing, what was of course, and then also when we think about where we're going and the unknown that comes with that, I think also there too, we might, it might be helpful for us to go back to that younger part of ourselves and meet some of the same fears that were present in an earlier part of our life that are now arising as we're stepping into more of who we came here to be. So whatever unknown is showing up for us, whether it's taking a new direction in our work or inviting in a new relationship or, um, opening up to a greater level of, of vitality or prosperity or whatever it is, what is, where do we have fear around that? Where do we feel that we may not be worthy of that experience? Where, where do we feel like it's not really possible for us? Where do we feel like it's going to be too much responsibility and we might not handle it or we're going to lose it all or what's coming up there as well around the expansion? I don't know if you want to say anything more about soul retrieval as well, how, as it relates to that forward transition as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give a personal example. Um, so this past summer, it seems that we were, we're all going through um, difficult times and this past summer, actually up until about a, a month ago, I had um, very extreme heart palpitations to the point where I then developed insomnia and anxiety. Um, and I'm not, I typically can run anxious, but I'm not a typically very high, high anxiety person. And what it did for me was number one, scare me. And number two, it forced it almost like I, I felt like I didn't even have a choice, but in the move, I, I was determined to illuminate all, all aspects of what this was physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And what it did was it forced me kind of backwards into 
a relationship with my mother that I grew up with because she was often ill and always hyper-focusing on her body in terms of her illnesses. And the hard truth for me in, in terms of me moving forward was that I had to recognize that I hyper-focus on my health and no matter, you know, hyper-focusing is still no matter, even if it's, if I was doing it out of my positive, like I wasn't going to be like my mom mm-hmm. and, and it floored me because I had to recognize that I, you know, even though in that promise and that vow that I wouldn't be like what I saw growing up, I became that in the opposite way, but still it took me down and it wasn't healthy for me. And so it was really important for me to retrieve that little girl that grew up with these messages and also let her know that, you know, either side of hyper-focus is unhealthy. And in order to illuminate and move forward into this rebirth, our bodies, minds, and our spirits have to be on board um, to shine the light on, on those really, I mean, I've been working on myself for years since I was in my twenties and I'm almost 50. And this particular, uh, you know, in terms of my, my body, in terms, it scared me a and B it really shook me that the one thing that I didn't want to do, I was doing anyway. And so I had to retrieve that little girl from that memory, from those memories. I had to pull her and invite her into me and say, do we want to do this differently? So it's like getting all pieces of you on board to move forward and you're going to move backwards a little bit. But again, this moment in time right now, this energy that we're in the earth energy, mother earth is changing. We have this beautiful opportunity, even though it feels painful at times to, to be our authentic inspired selves to truly live that authenticity. Do you find that you've gone through that in your in your issues from this summer and your awakenings? Oh, absolutely. And I wanted to say too, as you're talking, you said something like I had no choice or I was forced to, to look at, at, to, to face what was, what was arising for you. And to me, this, this reminds me that of this really simple idea that I'm sure everyone listening has heard before that life is always happening for us. A lot of us have heard that. And it's also really can be really tricky to remember that and believe that when we are going through something that's painful or scary or uncomfortable. I think during this time, it's really becoming, really being able to zoom out and have the the knowing and the trust that all of this contraction and death is going to be for us and is here to serve us and is here to liberate us. If we can hold that knowing, I think that allows us to be in it that much more fully. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly been my experience. Even from the very beginning, I had that awareness. I remembered that this too would be for me. Mm-hmm. And because I've carried that perspective, I have yeah, allowed, allowed this, these last few months to really crack me open so that I could step into deeper authenticity and deeper truth on all levels. 
of my life and all levels of my experience and create the space for a truer expression of myself to emerge. I love that. I love it. And I think what you said in that very beginning of this, this portion is you had to trust that you were being guided, that you would be, you're not, you know, you were be, you would be okay. And I think that's a big piece of this. Like, I think you hit it that this connection or maybe a potential connection that we can have to spirit to help us through these things, help us to remember um, that we are not alone, that we are in this with somebody, something else to guide our hand. Um, I, you know, in the midst of heart palpitations, I would be up all night. Um, it was, it was really intense. And in those, I mean, I call, I call it like my dark night of the soul. And in that dark night, literally nobody's awake, but me. And it was terrifying. And to the point where I don't, I didn't even think I could ask for guidance. Um, and what I had to do was first of all, just kind of get through it. But then in the waking hours and when I, when I could kind of get my wits about me, I, I was literally to my knees making sure, even though I have a very strong relationship with spirit, but I had to up my relationship with spirit 100 Mm -hmm. times. And I think that is the message is that we are going to go through these valleys and these, you know, depths. And can we create a relationship with spirit before we go through it? you know, and, and if we have to create it during, okay, we do, but a a day-to-day connection with this divine guidance that is always present for us. And then, as you said, Kristen, the next step is like trusting that we can get through this, but not alone. Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay. So this, this is bringing up two things for me. So one, I would love to explore together, like what it, what it means and what it looks like to embrace what is present, even when it's not what we want. Mm -hmm. And also what, what it looks like and, and how to find faith and trust and be able to surrender in the moments where it looks like life or spirit or God or the divine are working against us. Like how could, how is this the experience I'm being given and if, if this is the experience I'm being given, how could I trust that something beyond me is for me? Because it feels like this is all against me, mm-hmm. especially when we're in something like a health crisis. And I've been through my own with an autoimmune issue that came up in college, that same thing, like brought me to my knees. It felt like there was no solution. It felt like I would be in it forever. I was fighting what was here. It all felt wrong. I felt like my body was against me. I felt like God was against me. I felt like my life was, was like here to take me down. I just felt like life was just going to be a struggle to the end and I was never going to get out of it. So let's talk a little bit about embracing what's here and even receiving what is here, especially when it's not what we want and we want to fight. Yeah, I love that. And it resonates so deeply and it is, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's staying in the present moment. 
which is the hardest to do. I'm reading a beautiful book and I can't remember his name, but it's called the presence process. And it's all okay. about the, exactly what we're talking about. Michael, something uh, I can't remember, but it's this idea that what if we're living in this present moment and you could, you know, we could take the last two years as a collective societal present moment that we're really not quite out of either. And how do we live in it when it really hurts? And we feel like, as you said, life is against us. And what I, what came to me when you first said that is the divine or whoever you, however you call it, spirit, the divine source surrounds us and surrounds what we're surrounded with. So if, if I imagine that I'm all alone in my health crisis, which at times it feels like you are. I, I always remember this. I heard it from somebody that I, I can't remember the name, but that, that source surrounds what we're surrounded with. So if you're surrounded mm. with a health crisis, spirit is right inside of your cells. So your body can never be again. Like if we're going to take the body, for example, your body is never against you. And I, I, I also had struggled with an autoimmune disease in my um, early thirties. And that is what every doctor said, you know, your cells are fighting against each other. Your body's attacking it. Mm -hmm. And someone very wise once said to me, your body loves you so deeply. Your body is never against you because spirit lives right inside of every single particle of your DNA. And so I imagine when I'm going through this dark night of the soul in, in any way, what if spirit is, is right inside and surrounding every single dark night of the soul that we're having and mm -hmm. the joy as well. What if spirit is just in everything? And all we have to do is ask for that lifeline, that, that life jacket to at least know that we're protected, we're cared for, and we are loved dearly and spirit and our bodies and life. They don't, they don't want us to hurt but it is part of our, I guess, and I hate saying this part of our agreement to be here is to learn mm -hmm. and to grow. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Mm, I have chills. This is so beautiful. Mm. And I feel this and in this awareness of what did you say? Spirit is beyond this spirit surrounds this. Is that what you said? Yeah. Spirit surrounds what you're surrounded with. Mm. when we can come into that, if we can come into that knowing no matter what is showing up, we can soften into it and allow even just one or 2% when we know that spirit is right there beyond it. And spirit is, is in even this, even the things that feel like we would never wish them upon ourselves. It's like maybe spirit is in even that. And I often think, I often remember that spirit knows what I need that I don't know that I need. And so often we're not going to create a situation for us to learn, for us to grow, for us to expand because we only know what we know. And so when we can, remember that spirit is here to gift us what it is that we truly need beyond what we think we want or, or, or think we need, we can remember to trust and we can receive and allow 
the difficult, the challenging, the painful experiences that much more fully. And there's a question that I often return to in seasons like this, in, 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 the, in the seasons that feel like dark night of the soul. And it's the question, what's right about this that I'm not seeing? Mm, I love that. Because so often in those seasons, we make everything wrong. My body's wrong. This relationship is wrong. This breakup is wrong. It shouldn't have happened. This, this struggle in business or purpose, this is wrong. I'm wrong. And when we continue to look at our life and what's showing up as a problem and as wrong and with resistance, we keep it in place. We don't allow it to serve us and be a gift. But when we can ask what's right about this and start seeing what it's here to create for us, what it's here to offer us, we can actually open through even the most contracting experiences and let them call so much more in, call in what it is that we're truly desiring. Let them expand us, stretch us, heal us so that we can truly receive what we ultimately desire to receive and are meant to receive. Mm, so true. It reminds me of this quote, um, you know, in what you're, what you're talking about really, Kristen is the present moment, because if we do stay in the present moment, then you, and staying right here and right now, right here, right now, we are breathing, we are alive, we are speaking, we are, everything is perfect right here and right now. And that's really the gift. Like I, the, the quote I was thinking of goes something like, you know, the past doesn't exist anymore. The past is gone. The future um, hasn't happened, but the present is a gift. That's why it's called the present. It's a present, it's a gift. And ultimately that's what you're saying, I think is, is, can we find that, that simple beauty, that one little morsel of support and trust. And that is through the breath. And I believe when you stay in the present moment, it's about feeling, it's mm -hmm. about feeling everything that you're, you're, you're introduced to in that moment. So if you're struggling with what the moment is bringing you, can you breathe, which I never really understood how important breath was. I mean, I'm a yoga instructor on top of the other things mm -hmm. I do, and I still discounted the breath until I had a hard time with my breath through all of this. Mm -hmm. And so can you breathe through it? Because it is true that the breath is important. And then can you feel, can you feel through it? I always say, stop, drop and feel right. Instead of when you are in a fire, you stop, <laughs> drop and roll, stop, drop and I feel <laughs> like in feel into what life is bringing you. Because if you can feel it fully, then you can release it. It releases faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of another quote as well as I'm listening to you. I feel like we have all the quotes today. Um, and I, I know, I don't remember who said it either, but this, I came into, I, I came upon it when I was, when I was in my health crisis, but I, I really think it applies to any, any part of life. And it's, um, something along the lines of like, if you are here breathing, there are millions, billions of things that are going right. So many things have to go right for that to be happening. And so if you're finding yourself in a place of judgment of what is and making 
either yourself or your experience or others in your life wrong, when we can remember that just for us to have this moment, whatever's showing up, there are millions and billions of things that are divinely synchronistically going right for us to be here right now. And so I just think that kind of drops us out of the judgment and brings us into more of a place of openness, curiosity, uh, and receptivity when we can recognize how much it really means is perfect uh, for us to be having any given moment. So beautiful, beautiful. And I'll just add to that is to ask when you feel lost and when you breathe and you're trying to breathe into that present moment and you're trying to feel and you're trying to grasp at really maintaining your consciousness and energy. So what if you just dropped into the asking, please spirit be with me, please show me. Um, As I said, I was on my knees and it really, what it taught me was that I don't have to be on my knees to ask for divine guidance, to ask for those messages and the synchronicities and to ask that my heart live open-heartedly and beauty and just see the beauty in life. Because as we're going through maybe a dark night of the soul, or maybe just life in general, maybe you're not struggling deeply, but you're just kind of going through the the day to day and you're not seeing the beauty and you're not, and you're missing, you feel like you're missing the, the sole purpose of your life. So ask, and that's also how you stay in the present moment is to ask to be shown the gifts in everyday mundane quote unquote normal life, because nothing is normal about life because it is all magical. And that's how, that's how I live in the present moment. When I remember when I stay conscious is I remember how magical it is. As you said, Kristen, I think before, like when spirit is in, is in the lead instead of me, then the magic is, is infinite. It goes on and on and on. And then when you get that message, when you get that sign that you're not alone, it gives you hope and it makes you feel like you can move forward. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I and in it's in these moments as well that we can, if we're willing to see it from this perspective or this level of awareness, we can almost, and I don't I don't want to say this to discredit the intensity that any of us are experiencing, but we can get to a place where we can almost get a little bit excited when we're in these periods of unknown or even in these periods of of darkness. Because we, we, we recognize that it's in these moments that we have to, we almost have no choice but to surrender, but to let go of what we've known, but to let go of the way that we've been operating from. And whenever we do that, we allow truth to, to take over. We allow divine intelligence to take over. So we're no longer operating from conditioning or trauma or wounding, but we allow the divine to come through us and show us what is in true alignment with soul. So we can move beyond um, the outdated ways of, of operating in these periods of unknown. As long as we're in the known, we're operating from the mind, we're operating from the past, And it's always going to be limited. So these can really be experiences that expand us into whole new realms of possibility. And that is exciting. And that is when it becomes a gift. 
So true. So true. And I love the messages that are out there for us. I mean, the other day I was, I won't go into it deeply, but I was at, I was at my chiropractor's office and I happened to overhear a patient talking to my chiropractor and she was describing the exact condominium in Santa Barbara that I grew up in with my grandparents when they were, um, we would go every weekend. Yeah. Hmm. And, and my, my grandparents were both deceased and it was so clear. And the woman couldn't remember the name of the condo and all. And and she came out of the office and I reminded her the name and it was just such a, it was a connection B it was out of the, it was out of the blue. And it was such a gift because not only is spirit with you every day, but your, your deceased loved ones, your ancestors, there's so much, um, behind us or around us that we are not, if we're not conscious of can be lost. And there are, there's so many ways in which spirit protects and guides us. And I had such a loving message from my grandparents. Um, I was talking about it yesterday on another podcast. Like there was so much love there that I felt, and it changed my entire day. You know, I connected differently with people. My kids were excited because they were there. And even my, one of my children, um, my, one of my daughters, she, she calls me very, like, she calls me a hippie. She's like, you're so, you're so spiritual. And she was excited about it. And she just, you know, she'd kind of dove into the whole spirituality of it. And it just changed the whole conversation for my whole family. And to me, that is exciting a, and it's a way to shift your perspective and to really trust, as you said before, that you are always guided. We, as humans, we get lost and we lose our, our bearings and our ground. But, um, when we can just pray and ask and we will receive, we do receive it's, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing, amazing relationship that we have the potential to have with spirit. Absolutely. And thanks for sharing that. I think just hearing, I think for the listeners, just hearing that is, mm-hmm. is just some, some people are looking of course, for, for proof that, um, that, that, that level of guidance, that level of synchronicity is truly possible. And it's, and it is in the mundane, it is in the everyday. It doesn't always have to be this big miraculous, um, download or mystical experience. It, it's totally in, just like how life unfolds day to day. Um, I'd love to share too, while we're talking about connecting uh, with the the divine, connecting with uh, opening to guidance, I'd love to share what's been really become a huge tool for me recently that I've never connected with in the way I have been recently. And it's, it's uh, learning, it's learning from nature, (laughs) learning Mm -hmm. how, uh, nature it's been really mind-blowing I never I never saw nature the way that I do now um, and it's become a daily routine to just be outside with no music with no one else just on my own and mm-hmm. observe the ways that nature uh, for example so effortlessly thrives right like so often we think that thriving is like this struggle we have to work really hard to create thriving but when you look at nature it's just like there's not a lot of trying. There's not a lot of struggle. It just is. And it thrives. I also love looking at the way that nature is always in symbiotic relationships. Like the trees are working with the water and that's working with the grass and the ground and they all, and the animals, they all sort of give and receive from each other. 
I also love learning about abundance. I look at the richness of like a forest or um, a body of water near me. And And again, it's not like this, it's not the way that so many of us have been programmed to create prosperity with all this trying and all this doing and all this force and control. It just is. It's this effortless abundance. It's this effortless allowing. And I even look at beauty. There's not a lot of trying there. I look at the uniqueness that each expression of nature has, right? The different types of flowers and how they all are beautiful and worthy in their own way. They all have something to contribute. Um, I've just been drawing so many lessons from nature that have been really showing me the new way forward. It's been allowing me to let go of all the old ideas that I had about how things needed to be created or achieved and, Mm -hmm. and showing me the path that I now get to align with. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. What would, what would nature do in this situation? Would there be worry? Would there be struggle or would it just allow the intelligent, the divine intelligence to guide it and to nurture it? Right. Oh, I love that. I've chills. I love, I love the idea of letting abundance and prosperity flow through nature, like looking at nature as the guide instead of what we're taught, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the talk about living in the present moment. I mean, you, living in the present moment as you go outside and, and reflect and notice the beauty that you could have walked past but instead you're using it as a teaching moment. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. I was, I was looking at the trees when they did have leaves. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a few weeks ago and I was looking and I was thinking, imagine if abundance were, wh- what was I thinking? It was like, imagine if you, if I looked at these leaves on the trees, I couldn't even count how many leaves were on this tree. And it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm what if this means, this means prosperity? Like what if this is abundance right here? And that my abundance is as my own abundance is as beautiful and amazing as these leaves on the tree. And it was just like, it was the same thing that you said. It was like this awakening that nature can guide us. It's beautiful, beautiful. That's like a whole podcast in and of of itself. I I know, I know. I mean, it's true. It's truly like been mind blowing though, because I'm like, whoa, there's teachers all around and there's evidence of that. This is so that this is more natural than all the things that we've been buying into. This is way more natural than any of that. And it's all around us. I think so often we're like, well, I don't have any evidence of abundance. I don't have any evidence of, you know, collective thriving or having it all or overflow or beauty or whatever. And it's like, it's, all around in nature. It is, it is so inherent to this planet. We're just not always looking for it. So true. So true. I know we, um, one of our COVID gifts to us was that we bought a very big trailer and a very big truck. (laughs) And we live in the, we live in Colorado. And so we have just, I think we've been on 10 to 15 trips in the last year and a half. And we just can't, my husband and I would just love my kids, not so excited, but (laughs) they're teenagers. So they're not so thrilled about nature and abundance in nature, but we love it. And it is that feeling of like, if you like, you know, uh, spirit lives in nature. And when you are surrounded by the beauty, 
it's like, there's the evidence of the most, I have seen the most beautiful waterfalls I have ever seen in my life this summer and the most beautiful land and animals. And like, to me, that is, that is completely spirit living through me right here, right. Mm-hmm. You know, right here, right now. So yes. I yeah, really it's, like, it's like the roadmap for the new earth. It's already here. It's just not in humans that. yet. <laughs> So true. That's so true. That's great. Um, well, I think we have a to be continued podcast on nature and how it leads to abundance. <laughs> I know there's so much we could say truly. Yeah. So we just want to thank all of our listeners for helping us and um, supporting us in this new type of podcast. Maybe we'll be the leaders of this new way where we just, we just kind of collaborated and jointly decided like we can do this together and, and really have a beautiful conversation and let it unfold. And so Kristen, I just want to thank you for your openness and your willingness to, join me and have a beautiful awakening together. Well, right back at you. Thank you so much. And this was, I think this was your idea. So thank you for sharing this idea. And for those that are listening, let us know how this landed for you. Let us know if if this conversation resonated and if you like this style. And do you want to share where people can find you, Ariella, if they want more, if they want to explore more with you? Sure. You can find me at um, www.mysoulcentered with an ed.org. And again, I hold a monthly complimentary healing circle on zoom. That is the first Monday of each month on at 6 PM mountain time. So you can shoot me an email at Ariella, A-R-I-E-L-A at mysoulcentered.org. If you'd like to learn more information and you can also check out my website. Also, we're on Instagram and Facebook and we have a Facebook group um, and you're welcome to join that as well. You can just look it up, look us up at Soul Center and we will um, continue to explore more. So do you want to give um, your website and your information? Yeah, I'd love to. So you can find me. I'm most active generally on Instagram. I'm at I am Kristen Lynch. Uh, I'd love to connect with you as well in the DMs. Let me know that you heard this conversation. Um, say hello. And then uh, on my podcast, it's Goddess Talk Podcast, available on all major streaming platforms. And then the website, goddessbrandco.com. And from there, you can, um, I have a couple of free gifts if you want to get on my email list. Yeah, that's everything from me. Great, great. So thank you everyone for listening and we wish you a heartfelt namaste. So much love. Thank you so much, everyone. You've been listening to the Soul Center Podcast with your hosts, Ariella and Baruch Halevi. If you'd like to learn more about Soul Center, please visit mysoulcenter.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at mysoulcenter. And if you found meaning and inspiration in this podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to hear from you to connect with you. So please reach out to us. And until then, we wish you Shalom, Salam, Namaste.